day 361 here in the Zen Room. That's near the end. Near the end. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the geriatric Tommy Gibbons. <laughs> he didn't like that. Hi, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> folks, if you could just see the look I'm getting right now. <laughs> kind of like what your grandfather looks gives you. <laughs> Why is he here? <laughs> we'll get to that soon. But we also have two guests tonight, two returning guests. We have with us tonight Avery Bryce, Dallas pa Howard Powell. I know, I almost took over it too. too. Yeah. And their faithful companion, Indiana Johnson. <laughs> I aspire to be up there with Dr. <laughs> Welcome to the show, folks. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Not quite, not quite. Avery Bryce, Howard fashion. Oh. <laughs> No one can get it right. No. I... Just call him Aviary. <laughs> no, there is, but, but she's right. Nobody can get it right. What? What? Avery Bryce Dallas Howard Powell? Yeah. Say it again. Avery, Avery Bryce, Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard Powell. Powell. It is alphabetical. <laughs> not right. really. I don't know if it is. No. No, it's, it's not. Avery Bryce. A B Howard D Dallas. 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 No, so it's not. Dallas Patrick. D. Howell. Howell. <laughs> Onomatopoeia. A for effort. Okay. I was, I was trying for you, honey. Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I, I know. You were always I, a bat for me. Grandpa never gets it right anyway. <laughs> Why is he still? <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> so, Aviary, what have you been up to lately? What have I been up to? Nothing much. I, no. have, a, I have a show coming up. I'm what in, show? I'm in King Lear. King Lear? Where? At South Shore Theatre Experience. And where's that located? It's in Lindenhurst. And who are you playing? I'm playing uh, King of France the and others. And others. Oh, yeah. Oh. Glamorous role. Others is a great it's role a to great play. great <laughs> And when is that opening? That's a great question, Patrick. You don't know? Not off the top of my head. Well, I believe it is in January or February. No, I was February, gonna say that's actually, that's the February. February show. That's in February, yeah. yeah. What's your January show? What January show? Do you know something that we don't, Indy? He doesn't I... want they don't want us to go and see that January show. Oh, okay. No, I will not be naming names. <laughs> <laughs> Indy, what have you been up to? Literally nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Roll the Derby takes off for December. Oh, are you serious? Oh. So that's what I was going to ask you about. Roll the Derby takes off for December. It's lovely. We had our big November game where we raised a bunch of money for a charity, the Wine Something Foundation. Okay. It's for sick kids, so, you know, everyone loves it. Everyone uh, loves sick Everyone kids. loves everyone sick kids. Everyone loves sick kids. <laughs> No, uh, so we had right. No, we had that big game in November, and then I got to take off and do nothing for December. Nice. It's been lovely. Ooh, cool, mm -hmm. very cool. So I've just been ferrying this one around to rehearsals and yeah. keeping up with their schedule. Uh, yeah. So you're the stage mom. God. <laughs> <laughs> mom, I have a rehearsal. Did I watch True Blood? Yeah. Do you make sure he has a snack and his drink when he goes to rehearsal? Yes. <laughs> That's. I don't what are take you snacks. laughing at? That is exactly what I do for okay. you. Okay. Well, okay. It's not always a snack. It's usually a modium. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah. A modium and a water. Because he had pizza right before. But the famed IBS. Or mac and cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. The anyway. Mac and cheese. Anyway. Well, Stephen and I have an announcement to make. Did you ask which, Tommy about his? What's new with you, Tommy? Just go. See. <laughs> <laughs> He don't want to talk. I don't want to he talk. Know. I want him gone. Yeah. Oh, 
So go. What's your announcement? Yes, Stephen and I have an announcement to make as of January 2024. He and I will be managing the South Shore Theater Experience in Lindenhurst here on Long Island. Steve will be the executive producer, and I will be serving as artistic director. Along with Thaddeus. With Thaddeus Plesia, or Plesia. They never tell us how to pronounce it. <laughs> I've heard it Plesia, so... I'm not yeah. sure they know. I know, right? <laughs> It's it's oh, please. But yes, the three of us will be running the theater for the for the coming future. Looking Ooh. forward to that. Yes. Congratulations. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. And our first production, actually, will be in April. We're doing the William Inge play, uh, uh, Bus Stop. Bus Stop. Is it Bang. Inge or Ang? I always thought it was Inge. I did, too, but then I think I heard somebody say it. Ing sounds silly. I know. Yeah. William Ing. It's like, like, oh, is he Asian? <laughs> Oriental American. Oh, sorry. Asian American. Asian American. No one says Oriental anymore. Go back to the 20th century, you. I was born in the same decade as Tommy and Grandpa, too. Oh, my God. And we're also this summer going to be doing a production of Othello. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. That's going to be somebody? our Shakespeare. Yes, we do. We okay. have an actor to play Othello, <laughs> okay. believe it or not. You, you don't announce <laughs> Othello without you have an actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We picked an actor yeah. a couple of months back already. Right. Do I know him? Yeah, I, you may know him. His name is uh, Rohan Lawrence. I sent him to you. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. And we did. have not stopped using him. Uh, he, yes, he was wonderful. He was in our phenomenal. He spoke game with me. He is wonderful. And he's is he not the sweetest person to work with? In oh, the my God, he's wonderful. Disgustingly oh sweet. Yeah, he's, he's my teeth fall sweeter. out. And when I offered him the role, he like literally jumped up and down for joy. He was so He was happy. literally saying he he's wanted a to young. Do do some Shakespeare but, shit. But you get the physical shit out of him. Uh, yep, exactly. Oh my god, that hurts. This hurts. I had a kid play Willie Lowman. Nol- okay, and I was, it was uh, um, uh, Zach Zaramikidis, Zach Zaro, and he's a independent music guitarist, a singer. He's doing his thing. He's done tours. He's wonderful, wonderful, talented. Uh, and Zach, the the walk is perfect. Like you got physically the old man. What you know? What are you doing? What are you? He, my, I asked my father, my father said to walk like your balls are made of glass. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he got the old man walk. And I'll tell you what. <laughs> you work. You go ahead and think about it. Go ahead walk like your balls are made of glass. You look old. All right, next segment. I'm out of here. You're out of here. Get out of oh, here. Get out of here. Good luck. <laughs> But actually, I thought I'd bring up a topic that we've not been able to address because you two or three have not been in the same room together. And this is about, but this concerns your pet peeve with people and personal pronouns. Oh, this isn't going to get solved here. Well, I figured... Then all you're going to do right now is... But we have two non-binary people here who may be best able to answer your responses or questions. I don't have responses or questions. I don't. I understand that people wish to be called and and referred to by certain words. Okay. Okay? I have trouble just off the top of my head upon meeting somebody assuming what those words should be. This is not something that has to be discussed. This is me not knowing when to use the words and resenting the fact that I'm being pressured to learn it five minutes ago. Okay. Okay. I'm willing. I am I am a what do I want to say ally? Yes, we know yeah. that. All right. You're in the community. Give me a second. Not even an ally. So, it's the title of the podcast. At, at, at one point there was a group of gay kids called me Gay Yoda. 
Okay. So, um, which I love. Uh, so, give me a second to change uh, everything I've been taught for 50 years. My brain ain't so rubbery no more. It's a lot smoother. Okay. So, 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 what, what do you want? What, what, what's the point? What do you want to do? What do you? What well, do you only because do? you've brought it up a number of times on the podcast. Yes, yes, I have. But I figure now it's we a have... cultural thing. It's something that we're all we're all they're living with being misgendered or being ungendered or being whatever they call. I'm living with the pressure of trying to get it right. In the meantime, shut up, kid. You bother me because give me a second to fucking learn it. Do you know what I'm saying? So, so it's a cultural thing that we're all experiencing together individually. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. Okay. It, it was a shift for me t- because I was taught like, yes, sir, yes, ma'am. That are, you, is... are you from the south? No, I'm not. I'm okay, from... no, because that's a that's I'm a from very... four blocks over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a very southern thing. Yes, it sir, is, no, but sir. that's how I was raised. And the few years ago, it was like, oh, but like I still want to be respectful to people, but obviously, like I don't want to cause someone upset by possibly misgendering them. And the response was like, well, just don't say yes, sir, or ma'am. Just say yes. And I was like, well, that's wrong. I can't do that. Right. So it's a learning curve for everyone. Of course. Uh, and I think that the, what's, what should be intent has a lot to do with it. If I get it wrong because... Am I coming at you negatively? Am I being obnoxious? Am I being disrespectful? No. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I make, and I'm going to make that mistake hundreds of times. There is no possible way you cannot be making the same mistake day to day with the people who you come in to interact with in the public. Absolutely, yeah. I make that mistake all the fucking time. I have family members who are non-binary, and I still make the mistake. I've known you for, what, fucking 20 years? So, yeah, I think that um, the recognition is there and the support is there. You need to... And I say this about the the kids coming out in any way. You're coming out after you've prepared and you're ready. Right. The person who you're talking to has not had the opportunity to prepare or be ready. Unless it's like, you know, they, everybody knew. You know, at one point, even... Uh, God, it's when Clay Aiken came out. Ex- it was the whole, like, <laughs> why did he think he needed to? Exactly. That's exactly this is a revelation? Right. Yeah, like... That's exactly right. But the other person may not have had the opportunity to do that. So right. you have to be patient and let them adapt. Well, listen, because you had an encounter with some rather militant people this is concerning this issue. Oh, this, there this, are this, assholes this, no, out this, there. This was a, a, a really, really, a really bad experience. It was, and I blame nobody except the person who was responsible for it. And it, 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 this, this, this person. person. Yeah, it was, it was bad, and it was, it was that. that I was told I can't take I can't believe I have to take orders from another cis white a straight cis white man. Did you cis think white straight? man? Cis white man. No, from a cis white man. I don't know if she thought I was from a from a cis white man. I can't believe I have to take orders. If somebody's from thinking you're straight. Man. Yeah, so it was it was just bad. It was just bad. I and and it was a situation where they wouldn't let me get out of it. You know, they had me in a and they they it, they they would not let me out. So they resented me from the beginning, so anything that came at me from that place. So no, uh, it was bad, and it was under. It could have been under any circumstances. It could have been. They could have been uh, non-binary people. It could have been black people. It could have been Jewish people. They took what they had and they used it against me, and that's what they did, and it was awful. I'm but that's that not. A, that's experience. not. A, that's that's a singular experience that I had with these five people. It's not going to happen again. It's uh, probably it's not going to. Knock on wood. Yeah, well. There's a lot mm, of it. Yeah. No, my um my nibbling. I have known them 
since they were three years old and about like they're 13 now and about like a, a maybe like six months ago six, they were months, like yeah. i am non-binary you will call me kai now and i've been pretty i live in their basement so i interact with them on a pretty day-to-day basis and they've expressed frustration at family and other people not just adjusting like that. And I finally had to sit down with them because they were ranting about someone. I don't remember who, but it was an older person. And they were like, and you know, they're gay, so they should be on top of things. And they're just so behind the times. And I was like, well, first off, you're like 13. Sit down for a second. <laughs> second off. Shut up, kid. You bother me. Go away. You bother me. I would never say that to him. A little bit. Yeah, like, mm, Kai, don't listen to this. Um, I love you dearly. But having said that, it was also a conversation I had to have with them of like, you don't know that history. You know the experience of being 13 and coming out as non-binary and that being kind of revolutionary in its own way because Gen, oh God, they're Gen Alpha now, but like Gen Z and Gen Alpha, gender is like the big battle. Right, 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 right. But they don't understand like the AIDS crisis or any of that. So you, saying they, like... They're not to be expected to. No. So that's why you have to deal with them with patience. I'm... Uh, and, uh, depends well, on the Because they, they become so arrogant and so... Uh, holier than thou and I can sort of remember being the same way doing the same shit exactly but having that conversation with them of like hey but this is what you don't know and I'm so happy that this is not a battle that you need to understand in this moment I don't want that to ever be a battle you need to understand but this is what you also need to learn because this is your history if you are a part of this community that is what you need to know so I think it's it's beyond it's a mess. that, just a little bit. <laughs> it's a mess. A little bit of grace to somebody who you're, uh, you know, coming at with news. Mm-hmm. Give me a fucking second, and if the second takes eighteen months of consistent, constant uh, interaction, right. then that's what it fucking takes. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's what that's my whole thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You can cut this up. I. I think it's informative to keep in. It plus it gives Tommy a chance to resolve some of his frustrations about this situation. That that okay. I appreciate um, you coming to my frustration release. Tommy, tell me about your childhood. (laughs) What was your father like? Oh Lord, we've written Freud off years ago. Dark, scary place. We've written Freud off years ago. Let's not delve into trauma. What's the next segment, Patrick? (laughs) Yeah, go move. We'll now go on to our first regularly scheduled (laughs) segments. Yes, it's time for a little heavy petting. It sounded like a shower scene. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't hear any water. Sound. Well, no, I, I didn't hear any water. It's very echoey. The sound is echoey. It sounded like maybe. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, but welcome to heavy petting. I don't know if I brought this up the last time about the Mutz comic strip. Oh, it's been doing. Did I bring it up in the past? Oh, the, on the oh not on the podcast, no. I just, okay. I just, no. Have you been keeping up with the Mutz, the Mutz comic strip? I, it's a comic there. strip written by a guy named Patrick O'Donnell about the this cat and dog named mm-hmm. Earl and Mooch. They live next door to each other. Little pink shop. And it's all about their interactions with their human owners and other animals in the neighborhood. And one of the characters is a character called Guard Dog, who's his 
big dog chained up to this spike, and he's like it's a junkyard or whatever. But he's a sweetest old, he's a sweetest dog. He looks like he's gruff, yeah. but he's yeah. just a sweetheart of a dog, like a bulldog. And this storyline's been running for years about this dog always being chained up to this spike in his yard, never getting out. Well, over the past few weeks. The creator of the strip, Patrick O'Donnell, did a storyline in which Guard Dog's owner moved away and left Guard Dog oh, there. Oh, my God. I don't like this. Yeah. It That's was fucking depressing. It was a heart tugging yes. story because it covered him being alone, this dog being alone, and his reaction to being abandoned like this. Eventually, the dog is rescued by Earl and Mooch, who find him when he's, like, unconscious, or almost unconscious. They run to their own, to the one owner, Ozzy, and then they rush him to a hospital and they save him. And then he gets adopted by this girl who always came to visit guard dog named Doozy, and now she's adopted the dog now. And the dog has a name now! It's no longer Guard Dog. Good. I found out the creator, Patrick O'Donnell, cited Charles Schultz and Peanuts as his inspiration for writing Mutts. So he had the dog named Sparky, which was Charles Schultz's nickname. That's very good. Right? That was very cool. So that was a good story. If you get a chance, take a look on Google. You can find you can find all the uh, all the strips. Yeah, yeah. That's knowing about it is fine. I could always see it drawn out because I know the comic strip. I don't need to go back and relive that. That's the the worst thing. In the, I don't know. No. <laughs> And you that's... have to move on. The compendium the compendium of dogs, the alphabet. Oh, he the wants the compendium of oh the my canine god! I want to Usually, he wants to skip place. over this. <laughs> yes. Now he wants it. I think yes. he wants we to hear about anything into, but you know, this emotional trauma and yeah. stuff. He's had enough. I guess do abandoned dogs. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. Yeah. At the end of the year. Have you been? Have Have you had your television but on? But the dog all? was rescued. I I can't. <laughs> So move on. What a pussy. So fucked up. I mean, that's how we got Pepper, one of our rabbits. We've gotten three of our rabbits that way. Yeah. People just either abandoned them or left them out. Someone who decided they didn't want rabbits anymore. Pepper was abandoned outside. Same kind of situation. And the shelter picked her up. I ended up adopting her. I mean, if you gotta leave your dog, leave it with a shelter, for God's sake. Yeah, something. You know? Why are we sitting on these abandoned animals? We have to move on. Patrick. Sorry, I was bringing they up my They continue the conversation. Don't be rude to the hey, guests. That, that was bet, on us. They're going to pick up a you fucking can, hint any minute. <laughs> you can be rude to me. Sorry. I just want to talk about my babies. But anyway, continue. I'm happy to talk about your babies. That's, that's fine. Moving on. <laughs> they were abandoned. Leave it at that. Now they have a loving hall. <coughs> someone gives them fresh kale every day. Oh, perfect use for kale. Yeah. <laughs> The only good. Kale, well, kale. no, no, no. You know what I found? Kale used to be used as the greenery in the salad bars around yeah, the dishes. Yeah, around the... It yeah. still is. That's like cardboard lettuce shit. Like, if, yeah. Moving on. It's rough, man. Okay. Moving on. I've already yelled at <laughs> you about enough time. Uh, no, 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 no. no. I was, I was, I, no, okay. If you massage it with olive oil and lemon juice, it's fine. you got to break out... Break down the proteins a little bit. Shouldn't have to Is massage that... my food. You excuse you. How you treat steak and chicken? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair, fair, yeah, fair. You have to say. <laughs> Don't give me shit about massaging food. Oh, I'll take okay. that out. Moving on to our dictionary Sorry. of dogs. Patrick, kale is a vegetable that people eat sometimes. Yes. <laughs> oh, green I'm, well, I'm well aware. Okay. Yes. I, I, I wasn't sure. Dog. It's also effective as packing material. <laughs> 
bruises too but easily. But it's very nutritious, and it's found everywhere, and it's uh, leafy green. You'll hate it. Thank you. Okay. Bruises easier than they do. Uh, on to the dictionary <laughs> of dogs. We are up to the letter S. Ooh. S. S. That's okay. Hold on. You got three guesses each time. Scottish. Hi. Scott. They're Scottish dogs, right? They're Scottish. <laughs> little Scottish gray dogs. Little Scottish hound dogs. Scottish dogs. Terrier. Terrier. Scottish terrier. Scottish terrier is a dog. Yes. Yes, but that's not this. That's one. not this. One. Okay. Uh, S. It's a Senegal. Same. Can I get a hint on coloring of the dog? Oh wait, hints. No. I'll just tell you it's from Europe. What does she want? I, I, so I, I can see the you can script. See. So I can't. Samoya. Samoya? Samoy. Samoy. That's not from Europe. But it's an S. <laughs> it is. Very like good. It. Okay. Uh, you want to get out of here tonight or what? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Samoy. Okay? Fair enough. Um, s- uh, I don't know. Are you giving Spaniels. up? Spaniels. There are all sorts Spaniels. of Spaniels. No, that's not it either. This dog is the Sabueso Español, or Spanish Hound. You made that up. I did I not. God. In fact, here's a picture of it. Oh, they look like a bloodhound. Yes, it's a yeah. hound. Right? That's a big fucking hound, though. Yes, like, it is. A tall hound. Big fucking dog. Look at that white one with the heart nose, though. I know. <laughs> it, it, its uh, origin is from the north of the Iberian Peninsula, which is where Spain is located, of course. Dating back to the 14th century, they are 20 to 22 inches tall, and their bodies are generally longer than their height. Their coat, their coat is smooth, short, and glossy, has a white face with any combination of lemon, orange, or red-brown patches. Smooth, short, and <laughs> glossy. Sounds like something on a grinder profile. <laughs> with lemon, too? Yes. They have been used to hunt wild boar, hare, brown bear, wolf, fox, and deer. When it goes hunting, the hunters know the different phases of the hunt by listening to the hounds. Its voice changes from a, a loud, long bay to cho- choppy, short barks, indicating that it is located and found its prey. Now, hold on. Is that like a wig? You go out and spot it and let me know and I'll come kill it. Or is that that dog going out and killing deer? No, it's not killing them, but it's it's locating it. Yeah, fine. You know, like pointing. Hey, right. is yeah, it? okay. But it indicates that it's located <laughs> So instead of right. doing a long bark, it's doing a like really short bark. Again, and you know, because Abigail has different barks. Yeah. And she wants different things. She has different barks. So I, I, that's not unfamiliar to me, but uh, I can't imagine. When, hunting to me is, when you're talking about dogs, not always taking the animal down and killing it. Sometimes it's just identifying it. Yeah. Sometimes it's just go get it, bring it back. Yeah. But no, that's not what this one is. They're a bunch of lazy fucks, man. <laughs> We have dogs to do all that. We don't have to do shit no more. Well, go find the motherfucker, kill the motherfucker, and bring it back to me. Beautiful dog. They are there. Uh, look at that. That right? one is so cute. With a hard nose and a little little poop stain on his ear. <laughs> he looks sad. It's just the eyes. Yeah, that's, that's just what hounds look like. I love the coloring. Yeah, they're gorgeous. Yeah, they're pretty. Hounds are hounds are rough, man. If they pick up a scent and you won't see them again. They just follow their nose. Well, that's the end of our heavy petting segment. We now move on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Oh, God. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, time for today's birthdays. Okay. We got four of them oh, today. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> hey. I was just about to say, Tommy's favorite. Get on it! Two of them are alive. Okay. One's straight, one's a bisexual, and two are gay. 
a good mix. I was going to say. What? Maybe these people don't want you <coughs> outing them before you pronounce their names. <laughs> we'll see if you can figure out which one is which. Okay. I'm sure you can. Let's see. Is it David Bowie or, I mean, who is it? You know, David Bowie's birthday is in January. You don't get extra gay cards for knowing that. <laughs> <laughs> and you should know that. Anyway, his first birthday, he was born December 27th, 1879 in England. 1879. <laughs> 1879. Okay, there's still horse shit in the streets. <laughs> uh, no sanitation. People dying of cholera. Picture Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's what yeah, He left home at the age of 18 to make his fortune as a Ceylon tea planter. But drought forced him out of business. Where was he born? In England. And then he went to Ceylon. Dealing in tea. tea. Yep. What was then called Ceylon. Well, it's isn't it still? But the tea is still called Ceylon. The, the tea is still called yeah. Ceylon, but the island, I think, it's uh, short Sri Lanka, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. He kind of stopped that shit. So after he was left out of business, he began managing a brewery, and to escape boredom, he started taking acting lessons. He made his stage debut in England in 1902, and he soon had a successful theatrical career in both England and the United States. He refused many film offers until 1941, when, at the age of 61... He made his debut as the character Caspar Gutman in the film The Maltese Falcon. John! Everyone was named John then. That's yeah, not that's, that's, for think... this role, he received an Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actor. He followed that up next with the role of Signor Ferrari in the 1942 film Casablanca. Oh. Still don't know, huh? Uh, I'm going to say, no, I'm, I, I said John, didn't I? Yeah, but that's totally wrong. Thomas? <laughs> Definitely wrong. He appeared in 24 films. The last one was 1949's Malaya. He could also be seen this past week on Turner wait Classic minute, Movies in the 1944 film A Christmas in Connecticut. Wait a minute. Oh. He started making movies at 60? At 61. And he ended up making 29 of them? 24, 24. films he made. This is this is not how you're supposed to spend those years. Well, 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 from 1950 to 1951, he then played Nero Wolf in the radio program, The New Adventures of Nero Wolf. Uh, who is this motherfucker? Well, he suffered from diabetes and also a kidney disorder, and he died in 1954. His name? Sidney Greenstreet. Right. One of my favorite character actors. You could have beaten that out of me, and I said I never would have gotten it. <laughs> Can't believe from the two roles I named, you couldn't even get that. I was never. I have, I'll have a hard time giving you the top four names of either one of those movies. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know. Uh, so yeah, you come up with just what's his name, Gerald Hoo-ha? Sydney Greenstreet. Sydney Greenstreet. So close. Yeah, so close. Gerald Hoo-ha. Sydney Greenstreet. I don't understand the confusion. It's just, it's just another way to waste ten minutes of my life in pain. Who's the next birthday, Patrick? The next birthday celebrant was born. December 27th, 1901. Hold in, on. In, that instinct is much better to lean into. <laughs> yes. In this environment, yeah. that's much better. Okay. We all love you, but we need that. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> we need that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
1901. She was in born Philadelphia. 1901 in Germany. Yeah, she in Germany. was born. Yes, she, she was born. Okay. She, yes, she. in the 1920s, she started out on stage in silent films. Germany. So be the bisexual. But her first sound film performance was the Germany. 1901 was as the character Lola Lola in The Blue Angel in 1930. The Blue Angel in 1930, for which she received oh. international acclaim. Is that Garbo? And no, it's not Garbo. No, and got her a contract with Paramount Pictures. Okay, stop talking for a fucking second and let me think. I know who this is. Yeah. You better. Uh, I know who it is. Maybe oh, if you, you know the song it. that she I can sang for the movie, I can, I can tell you. Oh, no, hold on. I know who it is. I can see you in a, in a tuxedo. Marlena Dietrich? Marlena Dietrich. Marlena Dietrich is right. That's the woman in the tuxedo voice. So. Yes. Gay. Not bisexual. I take it back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's one of the gays. But not a singer. <laughs> I make those sounds after good Mexican. That's the way she sang it like later on in the movie. She sings it up high and it's like... Oh, honey. Oh, God. She was not good. She had the voice that made B. Arthur like, girl, (laughs) stop the cigars. (laughs) That's the the other one. uh, Not Stretch. But she received her only Academy Award nomination for Best Actress for the 1930 film Morocco. She also appeared in films such as Shanghai Express, Blonde Venus, and Mm. The Scarlet Empress. Yeah. And 1939, she starred in the film Destry Rides Again, opposite Jimmy Stewart, in which she sang this song. Okay, this is much better. Okay. <laughs> the imagery is a little off. <laughs> well, it's a Western. The boys in the back room. Yeah, I know. Go tell the boys in She's the back room. She's playing a saloon owner. Yeah. Uh, so I'm wondering on all of the um, all of the uh, great characterizations based on her as parody. Oh, well, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. Yeah. Number one mm-hmm. choice yeah. of that, you know? Which is a compliment, really. Oh, my God. Oh, God <laughs> it was yeah. very worshipful. Yeah, well, here's some things you may not know about her. In the late 30s, she created a fund with director Billy Wilder and several other European exiles to help Jews and dissidents escape from Nazi Germany. In 1939, she renounced her German citizenship and became a U.S. citizen. She then became one of the first public figures to help sell war, uh, war bonds, and she also went on the front lines and toured in front of Europe and performed in front of U.S. troops. Uh, she was later, she even well, went, entered Germany with General Patton when he finally entered Germany. Jesus, Molina, we get it. (laughs) Also, the OSS, which was the forerunner of the CIA, they were making uh, music propaganda broadcasts designed to demoralize German soldiers. So she recorded German, uh, she recorded songs in German to be broadcast as part of that project. But didn't she have a lisp? And isn't it hard to work for the OSS when you have a lisp? (laughs) I don't think she had a lisp. I think she did. <laughs> but she received numerous awards for all her work that she performed during the war. Yeah, well, good for her. And then after the war, she appeared in several films, including 
Witness for the Prosecution in 1957. Great movie. movie. Great. Have you ever seen you it? You want to kiss me? I don't think so. Oh, oh that's with uh, Charles Lawton. It's, it's a trial a movie. movie. It's, oh, okay. it's fantastic. I have seen it. Oh, have I? Yes, uh, you was have. Was it with Anne? No. Oh, okay. It was with me. So then you saw it then, and yes. you remembered it. Obviously, it made an impression on you. You're useless, Aviary. <laughs> Her last movie, believe it. Well, also, we should also note that she was in the movie Judgment at Nuremberg. You, you just did that. Oh, no. You no, did I spent that talk about it. Yes. Okay. Judgment at Nuremberg is yeah. a whole I different movie. I think the wardrobe, the wardrobe was the same, though. <laughs> Her last movie German was in 1978, a movie I never heard of before because it was a flop. It starred David Bowie and was called Just a Gigolo. Oh, I remember that movie. I don't, but she sang in the movie. Oh, God. Let me see if I can find the clip. I might as well. She was paid $250,000 for two days' work. Uh, was never on the scene. Was never on the studio with Bowie. Shit. She's on she's Molina Dietrich, for fuck's sake. Right? Well, up here it is. We're trying to do this all in one thing. People know the pubs. I'm Oh, God. <laughs> for every dance. She's 77 years old right in this movie. I've heard Julie Andrews sing at 90. No excuse. There will come a day when youth will pass away. Then what will they say about me? When the end comes, I know. I'm surprised I haven't seen what drag is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There was a big one on um RuPaul's Drag Race. Who did Marlena? Someone did Marlena, yeah. Yeah, that particular one. She looks like she's seventy-seven years old. Two days work for two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Uh, but she was also she was known, of course, for all her male lovers, usually her co-stars in her films. But she was also had an affair with a woman named Mercedes de Acosta who later became Greta Garbo's lover. Yep. In fact, there were rumors of an affair between Dietrich and Garbo as well. Yeah, well. So she had no problem playing both sides of the fence. Good Germany, 1901. Come huh. on now. Right? Not a straight to be found. Was that the Weimar Republic yet? Well, that's it. She performed in the nightclubs in Berlin yep. back then, you know. Our next birthday celebrant was born December 27th, 1962. He first gained prominence for his Broadway acting debut in the original production of the two-part epic play by Tony Kushner, Angels in America, for which he received a Tony Award nomination for Best Featured Actor. He also starred in Broadway revivals of The Normal Heart, and The Glass Menagerie. But he's probably better known as a director of such Broadway shows as Love, Valor, Compassion, Corpus Christi, The Vagina Monologues, Frankie and Johnny and the Claire de Lune, A Man of No Importance, Take Me Out, Wicked, Nine to Five, The Last Ship, The Humans, and countless revivals. He won the 2003 Best Director of a Play Tony for Take Me Out, and the 2004 Best Director of a Musical Tony for the Revival of Assassins. In 2018, he was inducted into the American Theatre Hall of Fame. He also directed the film adaptations of Love, Valor, and Compassion and The Boys in the Band. No, and. Jim Parsons, sorry. Uh, Joe Mantello. Joe Mantello is correct. Exactly right. Very good, Avery. Thank you. I had my suspicions from, uh, of course, his Broadway debut. You were probably like running through the cast list. I was going. I was like, who, was, who got featured actor? Who was it? <laughs> yeah. 
You but said director. He's probably most recently seen, or at least I recently saw him, was in uh, American Horror Story, New York, New York City. City. Yeah, which I didn't really. Uh, he he was good. He was good. Him and oh. uh, Russell Tovey were really good. Yeah, oh, I love oh. Russell Tovey. Okay. Those ears. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking handlebars. Gorgeous man. Oh, just love him. But love they were him. really good together. You don't know Russell Tovey? No. Uh, you'd know him if you saw him. Oh, He's one yeah. of those. He's been in fucking everything. Yeah. Got the ears. Oh, he is just... Handlebars. Yeah. Handlebars, yeah. definitely. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, so Joe Mantello, uh, our last birthday celebrant, born December 27th, 1973 in Brooklyn. Uh, his parents were born in Puerto Rico, and he was raised in California. <laughs> At age 19, he came out to his parents, and his father threw him out of the house, and he spent the next few months living in his car and at the homes of friends. He eventually reconciled. He then went to Hollywood, seeking work as an actor. In 1994, he was cast as Enrique Ricky Vasquez in the short-lived series My So-Called Life. This made him the first openly gay actor to play an openly gay character in a leading role in an American TV series. Mario Lopez. No. In 1998, he briefly played the role of Angel in Rent on Broadway. Since 2017, he has played Dr. Hugh Colbert on the series Star Trek Discovery. Robin De Jesus. No. In 2023, he became the new chair of the board of directors for the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network. That's all I got on him. I saw it, so I can't. Oh, you, uh, you cheated. I, 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 I'm you right cheated. here. That's why I took my glasses off. Somebody just say it. Wilson Cruz. Wilson that was my Cruz. fourth guess. Happy birthday. <laughs> Good for you, Willie. Yeah. So, like only the second fucking segment. To yeah. only our bir- all our birthday celebrants, we say. Happy birthday! You. We now move on to our next segment. <laughs> Yes, it's time for Bring Out Your Dead, and we only have one death report, and it happened today. And my will to live. (laughs) (laughs) That's been gone for years. Don't lie to the podcast. About 101 episodes ago, Tommy. But he was born in 1937. He died December 26, 2023. He and his brother wanted to be folk musicians. Oh, Tommy Smothers. Tommy Smothers is correct. He died today. He died today. Well, died yesterday, the 26th. was reported today, though. But for those of you who don't know, the the Smothers brothers were a comedy act. They became famous when they uh, had their own variety show called the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. It lasted for about two years before they were basically fired by CBS because they promoted a lot of their political views on the show against mm. the Vietnam War and for civil rights. That'll do it. And yeah. Tommy Smothers had lots of fights with the CBS censors over the content. So they eventually left the show. What I did not know is a recording of uh, John Lennon doing the Bedding for Peace recording the song Give Peace a Chance. Yeah. Tommy Smothers is in the video. He and John Lennon are playing acoustic guitars in the video. Holy and shit. The song. <laughs> I had no idea about that. The fuck? It would right? more better if he was in bed with him. Was there to sleep in? Was the Bedding for Peace. What are they doing? Well, they did that play the guitars in bed? Yes. That's what they did. They basically recorded yeah. the song. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. Yeah. That's, that, that's good. You didn't leave, You didn't say that part. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. All I got for the, is... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Who's next? 
I'm not done yet. Here's another story I didn't know. Your mother's calling you, Patrick. The potatoes are done. <laughs> Leprechaun. But during the 1970s, uh, Tommy Smothers criticized Bill Cosby for not taking a more active stand on the political issues of the day, such as civil rights. So in October of 1976, the both of them happened to be at a party at the Playboy Mansion. And you do. <laughs> Wild. Cosby punched them. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. What I did not know is Tommy Smothers became an accomplished yo-yo artist. Excuse me? Yes, a yo-yo artist that he ended up incorporating it into his act. And in fact, he and his brother released a Yo-Yo Man instructional video, which had over 200,000 copies sold. Oh, my God. Like... Yo-yo, okay, okay. Have you seen people, like, in competition with yo-yo? It's fucking crazy. I have. Uh, uh, In 2022, the brothers have announced that they were going to go on tour, but then in 2023, uh, Smothers announced that he'd been diagnosed with stage 2 lung cancer, and he died from the disease at his home in Santa Rosa, California, at the age of 86. Uh, yeah. Happy birthday, Tommy. No, it's not his birthday. What is it? He died. Oh, he died? Yeah, he's dead. So, rest in peace, Tommy Smothers. Rip. Thank you, Stephen. Now you are dead. You are very, very dead. I think you should add Tommy singing to the the sound bit next time. Like, it you should, should pour just, that over. Just be me singing. We now move on to our next <laughs> segment. You never let me join the act, Ricky. <coughs> yes, it's time for Today in History. And Today in History, on December 27th, 1927, this musical play written by Jerome Kern and Oscar Hammerstein, or Hammerstein, Opened at the Ziegfeld Theater on Broadway. I know this one. It was based on a 1926 novel by Edna Ferber. It followed the lives of the performers, stagehands, and dock workers on the Cotton Blossom, a Mississippi riverboat. Yeah, it's showboat. Showboat is correct. I cheated. I saw it on Time Hop this morning and texted it to five people. Aha! <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be on the show this morning, though, in fairness. So. Louis, see, I could be dead right now. He wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. But Showboat was considered the first musical play at the time. Because before that, Broadway consisted mostly of like com- like comedies, operettas, yeah, yeah, like yeah, vaudeville. vaudeville type shows, vaudeville. So this was considered like the first musical play. Uh. The show became controversial later on, uh, even though it was the first racially integrated musical. It was also the first musical to depict an interracial marriage and to feature a character of mixed race who was passing for white. But it became controversial because of the stereotypes that were in the show, the use of the N-word in the show. Mm-hmm. So throughout time, productions have been revised, canceled. Yeah. They've changed the lyrics from the N-word to darkies to now Negroes. Darkies is so much better. I was going to say, darkies somehow feels worse <laughs> than the N-word. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> But also today in history, on December 27th, 1932, yes, today in 1932, this place called the Showplace of the Nation opened in New York City. It's the Palace Theater. Were you always, like, up in front in class? And And no, it was not the Palace Theater. (laughs) It was the Hippodrome. No. It was the National Zoo. No. It was a theater space. That was what it was called? 
It opened under the direction of, uh, it was designed by Edward Durrell Stone and Donald Desky in the Art Deco style, and was part of the construction of Rockefeller Center. Oh, so it's Radio City Musical. Radio City Musical. At its very first, oh, at its very first performance, it featured the group of dancers called the Roxyettes. Roxyettes. Later called the... Rockettes. Rockettes. Of course. <laughs> I was too tall. I'm too short. And it was designated a New York City landmark in 1978. It's a beautiful room. Yes, it is. Well, they renovated it in 1999. It used to be, it was primarily, they designed it to be a stage theater, but it was primarily used as a movie house. And now I think it's mostly used for award shows and concerts now. Yeah. But that's not all that happened today. On December 27th, 1965. Half a block deep from the audience to the back wall is like ridiculously deep. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's great. Sorry. The audience said, well, um, 1945. 1965 today. Today, 1965, August 27th. Go. This play opened on Broadway, starring Glenda Jackson as Charlotte Corday and Patrick McGee as the Marquis de Sade. Oh, the Marat Sade? The Marat Sade. Also known by its full title, The Persecution and Assassination of Jean-Paul Marat, as performed by the inmates of the Asylum of Sharrington under the direction of the Marquis de Sade. But it's too big for a fucking... Marquis. 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 Yeah, <laughs> so they called the Marat Sad. Yeah, well, that's a stupid name. It's also too big to fucking remember, so they call it the Marat Sad. <laughs> How are you going to fit all that on a ticket? <laughs> okay. Breathe into it. But believe it or not, the play won the Tony Award for Best Play, and the director, uh, I forget who the director was, won Best Director. Patrick McGee won for Best Performance by a Featured Actor, and the costume designer won a Tony as well. I, I get, what is that? The uh, uh, inmates of a French prison in 1917. Well, it's 1808, and it's all these inmates of this asylum called Sharrington, and they are directed by the Marquis de Sade, who is an inmate in the asylum, to reenact the events leading up to the assassination of French revolutionary Jean Paul Marat during okay. the French Revolution. So, right up until you add Marat, that's the same storyline as the night, night, the night. What night? The what? night with the guy who, who travels with him. He's the night. Uh, uh, come on. The knight, he's a knight. He's not really a knight. He thinks he's a Don knight. Don Quixote. Michael Don Quixote. What's the What's the Broadway musical called? The Man of La Mancha. The Man of La Mancha. Thank you. The Man of La Mancha. It's the same thing. He goes to prison and he has the inmates act out the stuff. Right, but this play culminates in a revolution by the inmates. Exactly. And I said it stops. The, the similarities stops when you add Marat. Ah. Okay. It's a fucking wonder I knew what you were talking about. I feel like we you just had... Know. We had a written... We got there. No, yeah, we got... The night. Who wasn't the night? Moving on to our next segment. What day is it? What day is it? What day is it? Well, yes, we're up this. to what day is it? All right, so it was 1877, and the Marquis de Sade had his Broadway debut. Picture <laughs> it. Cecily, 1925. Picture it. Today is the third day of Christmas. Ugh. Oh, wait. The 12 days happen after Christmas? Yes. They start it's, on Christmas it's Day. It's Christmas Day. And yeah, they end okay. with the wise men getting to Jesus. That's yes, 12th night. That's the 12th. The 12th. Is that what that's 12th night. Little Christmas? Yes, that's also known as Little We've Christmas. also been celebrating Christmas since fucking August. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, capitalism. But anyway, do you remember what my true love gave to me on the third day? French hens. French hens. French hens yeah. Do you know there actually are French hens? I did not know this. I went to look it up. 
They made yeah. a song. It's a French breed of chicken called the Faverole. It was developed in the 1860s in north central France in the village or vicinity of a village called Faverole. They were used for both egg and meat production, but now are ready for exhibition. And they are also good to keep as pets. Can you eat them? Yes, you can eat them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can eat I mean, everything in the, the song power. is birds. Right? No, no, they get up to lords dancing and ladies no, dancing. Birds and dancing. Birds. Birds. It's all birds. It's all birds. It's 187 birds, birds. by the end of the fucking song. That's too, it's too, they're all birds. It's too many birds. It's too many birds. I don't like birds. I hate birds. We've discussed this. Have we, have we had this kind of <laughs> No, we haven't, but okay. I hate birds. I don't like birds either. I don't like them. They swoop. I just don't like birds. I yeah. saw the birds when I was very, very young. Like the Alfred Oh, Hitchcock. the movie The Boy? Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, that'll fuck with anybody. I Yeah, I was like six or seven when yeah, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I hate okay. birds. There was a, uh, so, what is it, Westbury Manor or something, where you can have, like, weddings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, they have, they have the, the, the peacock there? Yeah. yeah. I, um, yeah, no. My friend got married there. Mm-mm. Hate the peacock. Yeah. Anyway, no, I hate birds too. We're like on the birds same page. Either. We're good. The peacock moves kind of slow, so it doesn't really bother me. I love birds. I hate birds. Yeah, you, you would. I like this one. That's everyone's favorite bird. Audience, I gave him the middle finger. But today is not only the third day of Christmas. It's also National Fruitcake Day. Oh, uh-huh. I knew I felt special. Has anyone here ever eaten a fruitcake? Of course. Yes. yes. I never have. Really? Nope. I've never had a fruitcake. You probably think that a fruitcake has, like, good for your stuff in it. Well, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it fucking, no, it doesn't. 90% sugar. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's also made with dried fruit and nuts. Dried, the yeah. dried fruit has been soaked in, like, rum, rum. or sherry. That's or, good yeah. for you. <laughs> this is good for me. I happen to like fruitcake. We know. It's a little dense for most people. I like it. I, I don't like a fruitcake with the nuts, though. Well, I like nuts. I don't like Again, the nuts. we know. I, I don't mean, like yeah. nuts in my fruitcake. Well, I learned where the phrase nutty as a, as a fruitcake came from. It originated in the 1930s because southern bakers were adding an excess of nuts into their fruitcake. Hence the phrase nutty yeah, as a fruitcake. Fruit fruitcake. Okay. Now you know. You are some cocktail banter now. So, so yes. you, were, you were in on the Southern <laughs> Nut Growers Users Association and environs, then you would have gotten that. Yes. The rest of the world was like, the fuck? Anyway, we're going to skip a couple of our usual segments this week, being that's the end of the year. Fair. So we're going to skip Turn Your Head and Cough. And <coughs> Why? What? Well, you don't always do that anyway. <coughs> right, yeah. But we're also going to skip a look into my briefs. Okay. Oh, my God. And we're going to skip the week in fascism. Oh, my I can't God. Believe we're skipping the it's week a holiday fascism. week. We can skip this stuff. Make it a little bit lighter. Oh, yeah, because this has been a fucking joy. <laughs> right here. Abandoned dogs to start. That was how you opened. No, we started with unpacking <laughs> issues with non binaries. And I play that just to annoy Tommy. Yes. <laughs> if it annoys me, you gotta figure the noise. Other people. We now move on to our next segment. Yes, it's time for We Like to Watch. And Tommy, what have you watched this week? Well, I finished watching The Crown, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, me, I 
I was going to talk more about that later, but yes, oh, me loved too. It. I, I loved it also. I uh, haven't seen the latest season. It's, uh, it, it's you know what? It gets not as good. Of course. It's been going for the last how six fucking long? Ten good. years it's been See, I disagree. Uh, okay. I disagree. I thought some of the middle episodes got too lost in the Williams story. Mm. Once, they, once she died, they didn't have any idea what to do. And it looks like it. It looks like they rushed those last four episodes together. See, I love the the ending episode, especially the last two. I I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Imelda Stone is a national treasure. She, oh my she, God. she has to get an Emmy nomination yeah, for that. Uh, so, yeah, I watched that. I watched uh, What's the Thing About Leonard Bernstein. Oh, Maestro. That's a weird little movie. How was he? Yeah, I was going to ask It's you. a weird little movie. It's interesting. It's it's like the way it's mm, the way it's made is even... It starts black and white and then suddenly it's color. Okay. You didn't... I didn't... Why does it change over? What's the reason for the changeover? I, I think it's just the age. Okay. T- time passage. It's all about the all about the relationship. It's all about the marriage. Okay. I guess they got into his bisexuality then. Yeah, which was... Uh, yeah, became a thing. As in and out of in and out of time and in and out of reality. And it was an interesting little movie. Okay. Uh, I like... I was debating whether to watch it or not because I saw, I saw... I had read some, like, mixed reviews about it. It's... it's it's worth seeing. I mean, if you like movies, I mean, it's, you know, you, you can't Which go I in do. there expecting it's like a regular, it's, you got to think of it like a foreign film, like a French film. You know, you go in there with a little bit of weird expectations, more of an indie movie. Yeah. Okay. He's good. The nose didn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. They made such a big thing out of the nose. Oh, he's playing a Jewish stereotype. Have you seen the man's fucking yeah, nose? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's crazy. But he's um he, he was played very sympathetically despite the fact that he did some questionable things. No, Who sure. played him again? Bradley Cooper. It was Bradley, Bradley Cooper's Cooper. Bradley. Okay. He thought about it, he wrote it, he directed it, he started okay. it, he picked out the nose. Alright, so yeah, is that enough? You watch anything else? I got the Barber book. Oh, how's that? Uh it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, it's a thousand pages long. Okay. I'm not that far into it yet. Okay. Any interesting tidbits that like Wow, I didn't know that. Not, uh, yeah, a bunch, but like, because she tells personal stories about this one and that. Okay. And blah blah blah. Yeah, it, it's it's almost not as fun to to read her version of it. Okay. Mm. You know what I mean? Because I want to, like, sort of the the legend is like the the story about when she comes out and puts the gum right under the. You know, I've heard that told where it happens in a thousand different auditions and for a thousand different shows. For every time she walked on stage, it happened and. And who was it that went up to the stool and looked? And so she told the story. And I don't remember the details she told it because I like the way I heard it. Okay. You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. But the career is 70 years on now. So, like, there's there's legends. There's iconography yeah. associated with this. Oh, definitely. So... I mean, I'm enjoying it. All right, cool. Aviator, what have you been watching? Um, we recently found uh, Iron Chef America. Well, it's streaming somewhere, finally. Okay. Um, show's a million years old. It was one of my favorite shows to watch growing up. Like, I think it's my favorite cooking show. And we finally found it streaming. It's on Max. Um, so we've been going through that. They have, they have seasons, what is it, 9 through 14 on there, I believe? Okay. So you're missing the first nine seasons, but there's fucking 14 seasons of the show. There's plenty to watch from 9 through 14. Right. Um, I also got a book that I haven't started, but I'm very excited about. Uh, I got David Foster Wallace's Infinite Jest. Oh, no. 
Fuck off. I'm going to read oh, it. no. I'm not a big fan of Wallace. Really? Oh, you found the tiny raccoon, right? Yeah, we went to a used bookstore and we found it. Because I didn't want to buy it new. Okay. Because I'm like, they're... I don't need this fucking book that Yeah, bad. I'm not a big Walls fan. But I'm I'm excited. I also got uh, Slaughterhouse-Five because I... For some oh, that, that's fucking, a great book. For some fucking oh reason, God. I haven't read it yet. Oh, my God, that's it's great. It's a fucking classic, and yeah. I, just, I just fucking flew under my radar for so long. But I bought those two books recently. Oh, and cool. I have the rest of the week off up until uh, Monday, so... Oh, nice. Get started on those. Excellent. And that's... That's what I've been Indianapolis? Doing. What have you been watching? The back of my eyelids have been so tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, when someone is still sleeping, okay, it's a really bad show. I'm not recommending this to anyone. It's called Naked Attraction. It's really bad, trashy reality TV. Oh, no. Where Look, we all need brain candy. <laughs> You're skipping over this week in fascism, and I understand why, but, like, it's still going on. Um, no, it's a British reality TV show where the whole point is like, hey, dating in this day and age sucks. You know, everyone lies on their profile. So let's just see where they are from the start. So you get like six people lined up and they are all completely naked and you show just from like the belly button down and then you have to eliminate someone. And then they show like from the shoulders down and like the last step is you hear them speak. It's trashy reality TV. Oh my god. Look, it's shit. I know it's shit. <laughs> but We're not I... claiming it's good, Patrick. <laughs> I, I, it's, you asked what I've been watching, and it's that Iron Chef, the back of my eyelids. I know it's, I already said I know it's shit. Uh, Reading a bunch. Again, nothing noteworthy. Nothing nothing you would deem noteworthy. Why? How do you know? Uh, Because it's fairy porn, Patrick. (laughs) It's fairy porn. Um, Yeah, I don't want to (laughs) know. Look, it's. I don't get it either. I'm not. I am not saying any of this is good. I'm saying we skip this week in fascism, and that's fine. Oh God, God, God! No, no, no. None of that shit. None of that shit. Absolutely not. As soon as there actually are like wings, I'm out. I already said I don't like birds. I think you're even right. Stephen came in here wondering what the fuck. Oh, you're totally literary, Shane. Stephen, I have a show for you. This is not cool. What show? Uh, it's called Naked Attraction. It's a shitty reality TV where everyone's naked. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds like what he did. Right up his alley. Yes, yes, yes. Stephen would like it. Imagine walking um, for the meat rack. Yeah, no, um, I've been, okay, I've been working on a series called Throne of Glass. That one's not actually fairy porn. Um, it's called Throne of Glass. There's this giant, there's an, an author I like. She's got a whole universe of, like, 15 books, and the next one is coming out end of January, so I gotta power through the next, like, three books before her next 900-page book comes out in January. Cool. Okay. You can cut all that. Patrick, have you keep... been watching or reading? I've been watching a lot lately, actually. First, I finally, because my husband's been begging me to watch it, we watched the movie Red, White, and Royal Blue. It's adorable. It was. How... It was a sweet romantic it's comedy. Adorable. Okay, I, I love the book. That you shut up. I know. I didn't know there was a book. There is a book. <laughs> oh my god. There is a book. It's cute. It's very cute. It's, it was. It's it was sweet. very so the cute. Movie was it's good? very cute. Yes, it was. Okay. Yes, it was. The boys were hot. Yes, they were. Yeah, so that was enjoyable. Okay. Then I watched, because I'm a World War II nut and stuff, so I watched this Netflix series called World War II from the Front Lines. Oh, shit. It's like six episodes. Each episode co- covers one year in the war oh, and shit. significant battles. But it's showing you, like, footage I've never seen before. First of all, it's from it's all from the Front Lines. Fuck. So you're seeing a lot of shit I've never seen before. Yeah. 
and they colorized it fantastically. Really? Do we know, Some do you know best who directed? I don't know who who made this or anything. Oh, no, I was reading stuff about how they colorized it, and it's really interesting. They yeah. did a different process they've never tried before. It's amazing. It's amazing it. what it looked like. I did. I, I couldn't no, believe I what, I was, what I was seeing. I, I, I did I tell you about so, it. So, yeah, I recommend that. <laughs> Definitely. Then what else did I watch? Well, of course, it was Christmas time, so I had to watch... Three classic Christmas films. First, I watched The Christmas in Connecticut with Barbara Stanwyck. Okay. Then I watched Holiday Affair with Robert Mitchum and uh, was it, yeah Robert Mitchum and was it Robert Mitchum? Yeah, Robert Mitchum and Janet Lee. And then lastly, I watched my favorite one, which was a Shop Around the Corner with Margaret Sullivan and Jimmy Stewart. Okay. We actually, we showed a few of our friends Black Christmas for the first yep. time. Oh, the original! Yep. The original. Because, oh my god. Because it's the only good one. It was uh, Elvis's favorite Christmas movie. So in the three-year period between that movie coming out and him dying, he would make people come over like the weekend before Christmas so everyone could watch it with him. <laughs> yeah. So... And it's That's a phenomenal fun. movie. It's a yeah. great movie. Oh, it is a great movie. But yeah, so we decided. Margot to Kidder alone. Oh, it's worth she makes the whole that fucking thing worth it. Felicio, it's a new exchange. F.E. <laughs> Tommy, have you ever seen Black Christmas? I have not. Ah, you should. Excuse me? He can have a treat. Make him sit. Oh, yes. For our listeners at home, we have a guest here we haven't talked about. And that's Louie. Tommy's dog. Sit. Good boy. So good, so Who good just got his treat. Yes, he was. He took it very gentle, too. And then, last night, we watched, uh, we uh, was on Amazon Prime, it was a rental for like two ninety nine. a movie called It's a Wonderful Knife. Oh my gosh, I love that one. It, you it's saw it? So, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Which was, it's a slasher flick that takes place at Christmas time, and I... But the premise is this girl actually kills the serial killer in the beginning of the movie. Then it's a year later, and she's miserable because no one else is mourning the deaths, and she wishes she wasn't born. So then her wish is granted, and it shows what happens afterwards when she's not born. So it's a wonderful life, but with a serial killer in it. (laughs) Sounds good. It was. It was actually... I had problems with two scenes, the big climatic showdown... When all of a sudden, there's magic involved. Fair, fair. Uh, which yeah. I didn't like. Yeah. And then the very ending, when... And this is a, another spoiler alert, by the way. I should have announced that. Spoiler alert. The very ending, when the other girl remembered everything. Yep. Oh, God. Yeah, no. It, that, yeah. I was like, why? No, you're... That's you know? fair. No, last year... But it was otherwise, free it was a good Prime. movie, I thought. Well, last, it was, year was free. last year, it was free on Prime. So really? That's what, yeah, that's what my uh, sister... Oh, watched. shit. So now we're up to our We Like to Watch Favorites of 2023. And I guess we'll start with our favorite films of 2023. Tommy, what was your favorite film of the year? Maestro. Maestro? He's just being lazy. Of course. course. I don't watch a bunch of movies. I don't watch movies. I I don't think I watched five movies this year. I really don't. I'm the same way. I struggled. If they were movies, they weren't produced in in, in 2000s. Where are we? 2023. Avery, what was your favorite movie Uh, of the year? My favorite movie I watched this year, it was just silly, classic fun. It was the Dungeons and Dragons movie, uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Nerd. Well, yeah. (laughs) We know I'm a fucking nerd. That's the kind of nerd nerds beat up. (laughs) (laughs) No, this movie got uh, a lot of attention, and it was genuinely really good. A lot of A-list stars in it, too. Really? Like who? Yeah. uh, Chris Pine. Chris Pine played the lead. Um, Was he naked? Shirtless a few times. Shirtless a few times. Nah, that's enough. Um, oh, what's his name? Uh, 
was that? Uh, Hugh Grant, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, he played the main antagonist. Oh, uh, of course. Yeah, because if, if he's going to go, yeah, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a really fun movie. He's a very believable douchebag. Yes. Yes. Because you see him on interviews. Yeah. yeah. He just, yeah. he just always, well, always in real life. I don't think I've ever seen him in real life where he was being pleasant to no. people around him. No, and he acknowledges and he, it. And he, he, on set, he's an asshole. Yeah, he doesn't like making movies, really. It's no, just, he fucking hates okay, it. You know? Good for him. Just needs the money. Just, yeah, yeah, he just does it for the money, you know? But yeah, D&D Honor Among Thieves, it plays out like you and your fucking friends are sitting at a table playing D&D. Oh, it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's fucking great. Indie? The latest Scream movie was mine. The latest Scream... What are we on? Seven? Six? Six? six. Scream yeah, six, Scream yeah. Six. I don't know if we saw it or not. I don't remember. It's, it's on yeah. Max. It's, it's Yeah, it's on Max. I don't have Max. You don't have Max? No, I have Max. Oh, we have no. Max. Good for you. <laughs> Aren't, you a Aren't you a bougie queen? <laughs> I think the only one we don't have is Apple. Yeah, we don't have Apple either. Yeah, have Apple. yeah. I have no. Apple. Scream Six. It was good. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. It was, I thought it was a good continuation. Sucks that, you know, it's done now, but whatever. The entire, yeah, series is basically fucked. Anyway. My favorite film was a foreign film from, from Norway. It was called Sisu. S-I-S-U. I think I remember we talked about this. And it's all about this soldier who was a miner, and he finds this mound of gold in the ground. A miner. Yeah. Yeah. And he's transporting it. Not under 18. Like in the mine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. this guy, unbeknownst to the Germans who he later comes across, was basically known as a psycho killer of a soldier. That nothing, he was like called like the immortal because nothing stood in his way. Well, he comes across retreating German shoot troops who are leaving Norway. And eventually they end up taking his gold and everything. And it becomes this whole action chase movie. Huh. It's great. Okay. Because some of it you have to laugh at because of some of the, mm -hmm. the, the dismemberment that happens. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> but it's a really good movie. Not a lot of dialogue. This guy doesn't talk a lot in this movie. But it's really fucking good. That was my favorite movie of the year. All right. Yeah. Sounds horrid. <laughs> it's great I'm sure it was wonderful It was So what was your favorite TV show of the year Tommy? Uh, probably RuPaul RuPaul? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah unless you want to go We'd go uh, uh, Crown But That was mine Mine was um, the last season of The Crown Yeah there was uh, The kind of like There was um, the, Talk about Max there, There's a show on Max About bougie 18th century New Yorkers Okay I don't stand know. Stand by, stand by. It sounds, sounds like something. I don't know. Costume thing. Audrey's in I've piece. seen, I think one episode, it's on Max. I've seen one episode, but I don't think I have Max. But I enjoyed that. I like those, those uh, costume-y sort of. Period dramas. Period dramas, yeah. Especially if they're goofy. They get to some of them that are really goofy. There was one about Catherine the Great that was really, mm, really Well, silly. we're watching this comedy, uh, 1670. The Great, I think the it was great, The Great was, that was excellent. Yeah, yeah. so funny. Yeah. And we're watching this one now called 1670, about this Polish nobleman and his feudal estate, oh, which is very funny. Okay, so... Yeah. Rice Powell Howard? Uh, mine was The Last of Us. Um, oh, good choice. It was so good. That I, really was good. The third episode alone is truly a fucking masterpiece. But as somebody who played the game growing up, because it came out 
about a decade ago, I think. So okay. I was probably about Shut up. 14, 15. Um, so, of course, I was playing fucking every video game that came out. And it was really true to it, and it was just so well acted. The gay episode alone. The, 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 like I said, that third episode, oh my fucking God. That, you should get Emmy nominations for that, just for yeah. that episode. It was I, so well done. It was the only episode it I've seen, the... and I sobbed from start to finish. Right? Yep. It's just, yeah. So well done. Really good series. Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Oh, my think Ramsey. In that, right? Both of them. It was nice seeing a series where you could see his face. Seriously, I feel like we haven't seen his face since fucking Game of Thrones. It's ridiculous. Was the show you're thinking of The Gilded Age? Yes. Ah, that's it. Uh, My show was Rise of the Pink Ladies. I'm not familiar with that. It was on Paramount Plus. I'm also salty because Paramount Plus pushed this show, like, hard. And it, it's was one the, of the, uh, it was it was mm-hmm. the Pink Ladies from Greece. Yep, it was like Prequel. the founding yeah. of the Pink Ladies yeah. from Greece. Yeah. Oh, it God. was fl- honestly, it was Pure fun. Fluff. Well, not yes, yes. Um, I liked it. Of course, it's fluff. <laughs> <laughs> the world is bad enough. I don't want to see it in shows. I anyway. I like a lot of those um, like imagined prequels. There was one for Mildred Pierce. Mm-hmm. There was one for um, Nurse Ratchet. I didn't love the I Nurse didn't love Ratchet either. one, I didn't but I watch it. anyway, but. Paramount Plus pushed the show like they had discount codes to get Paramount Plus to watch it. Oh my god! And th- like all this stuff, and then they announced like less than a month after it finished, they were taking Rise of the Pink Ladies, also Queen of the Universe, that RuPaul spinoff on mm. Paramount. They were just like completely erasing all of them. Yeah, so, they fucking purged them off of the. Wow. Like it's not even like oh they were because Rise of the Pink Ladies ended and all the cast thought they were making a second se- a second season of it. It ended on a cliffhanger. Everyone and it's not even like oh well you're not getting a second season they were like no the show is being erased from Paramount Plus on this date it's not going to exist anymore okay yeah so, so you can't fucking find it anywhere now um you can buy it on Amazon as of like a month and a half ago you could buy it on Amazon of I'm, course right you gotta pay well, for it you couldn't for a while you couldn't even get it on Amazon yeah. Jeez. if you were gonna yeah. get it anywhere you'd have to like basically pirate it online because that's the only place it was mm-hmm. oh my god it's fucking anyway, crazy it was a good show mm, cool it was fun I liked the music. We now move on to our next segment. God, Karen, you are so stupid. Yes, it's time for stupid people. But in this case, we're going to be covering our nominees for stupid person of the year. Oh, boy. Tommy, who do you think was a stupid person of the year? Are we making any stipulations? (laughs) No, it can be anyone. Well, you got to nominate. DeSantis for totally Existing. blowing that. Yeah, he totally blew. <laughs> he totally blew. Totally totally blew it. Yeah, he totally blew it. Um, Nikki Haley's going to be. She's going to be whatever vice uh, president of Trump. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yep. Trump himself, just the stupidity. Any number of his lawyers. That that woman that hangs in. Uh, um, that, that's where I was thinking of the stupidity. You know, stupid people. Those okay. People. Then your your uh, uh, what's her, what's her name from from Georgia? I hate her. Jonathan Taylor Marjorie. Green. Marjorie Taylor Marjorie Green. Jonathan Taylor Green. Taylor Green. <laughs> You're listening too many. Marjorie Taylor Green was like, okay, I know this one. Marjorie Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Green. Green. Yes, wasn't she on Home Improvement? Uh, Bobert. Bobert. Lauren Bobert. Bobert, right. Gives hand jobs in public places. No, that was Mar- Marjorie Taylor. Was the I one don't think it was. No, no, Lauren Bobert. No, no, that was Lauren Bobert. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Marjorie Taylor's the one who is. Was... Was... It was. No, it was. Um, Beetlejuice. It was a fucking kids' no. show. Like... Marjorie Taylor <laughs> Green is the one who was strongest at her knees. Yes. She, yes. She, she, yeah, she tweeted out that. Yeah, she did. I read that. <laughs> come for her faith, but she'll drive her to her knees. But that's where she's strongest, and her husband thanks her for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Avery, who was your pick for stupid person of the year? Oh, uh, Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Oh, he's yeah. again. He's one of the top five. Of easy top five. Um, and Net I based <laughs> I based it solely off of um, his botched release of the Cybertruck because that's been oh, God, all yeah. over fucking everywhere recently. Right. And when I got the text of like, oh, who's stupid? I was like, it's that motherfucker. <laughs> Is that where he broke the window? Yeah, yeah, he broke the window. Yeah, that was close. The cars are being abandoned. The That's trucks are being abandoned on the side of the road. No, but they're finally releasing them now. They, you haven't been able to buy them. Love the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're being abandoned on the side of the road in the middle of fucking highways. Yeah. And it's like only designers who have them. Something today about about <laughs> it being able to cross some water. The only the only reason why they didn't release it uh, with, with the ability to, to cross water was uh, they couldn't seal the doors. Yeah, which is fucking crazy. If the doors of your car won't fucking seal, seal. I think you just need a new car. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Indy, who's your choice for stupid person of the year? We've already listed so many. <laughs> <laughs> I know that it's endless. I'm going to I'm gonna second Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Marjorie Taylor, I'm gonna, huh? I'm going to second that one. Okay. She can't help herself. I wish someone <laughs> would, though. Like, yeah. Right? Well, my choice for stupid person of the year, I almost went with Elon Musk, but then I changed my mind because this person is just an idiot. Because he went to a defamation trial, lost, and then said he was going to defend himself, didn't go on the witness stand. He gets hit with a $148 million judgment against him. Unbelievable. And, and then he goes and out after this happens and defames the same people again. So what do they do? They sue him again. I'm talking about none other than America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Didn't didn't they award it that, that one hundred? Most of that that most of that award was in punitive damages. Came down so that he wouldn't do this, right? Yeah. And it came down on like a, a, a Friday, and on Monday he's standing outside the courthouse saying. The same I, shit all over again, that, and defending it, saying that's what happened. I'm not lying. It's, that's what happened. The truth will come out. Unbelievable. Does he know what he's counting on? He's counting on Trump winning, and then Trump will pardon him. That's what he's counting on. Yeah. But in the meantime, he has he has about eleven lawsuits, both criminal and civil, pending against him right now. He's a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. 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 I had to go with Rudy. How stupid can you be? You just got hit with 148 million dollars. The bar keeps getting lower and lower. Anyway, we now move on to our next segment. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> Thank you, Julie. Wow, no comment from Tommy. I'm, I'm pouring. Oh. He's focused, leaving me. <laughs> We don't need wine on the dog. Yes, but welcome to Five Faves. Yes, yes. And tonight's category I'm bringing up because we were having this discussion earlier this week about how, number one, there's no place to go dancing anymore on Long Island. No. You know? And number two, that people don't know how to dance anymore. Everybody does that sidestep frat dance. Hey! Oh. Yeah. That's what dancing is now. It's like, Right? So, for this week's category, I picked Name Your Five Songs That Make You Want to Dance. Tommy? Janet Jackson, Together Again. Together Again? Mm. Let's see if we have that. I love this song. I was going to say. Well, I'll pull it up on YouTube. I was going to say, you, def you probably have it. Really, it's Janet Jackson 
period, but this anyway. song in particular. Hey. Yeah, I love this. I love the story behind it. I love the, I love it. I love the whole song. I love the video. Joy. Deeper inside you, baby. I saw it, I saw it. We're elephants! Elephants make me sad. I can see okay. your star shining down on me. Good choice. Love it. Love it! Avery, what's your first choice? Uh, I'm about to really switch up the vibe. Um, it's been a long, long time by Kitty Callan. I know I don't have that. Oh my god. Certainly not. I, that is one of my favorite songs. And every time it comes on, we dance. Kiss me once, then kiss me twice. You don't hear it? Kiss me once again. Different timbre. It's been a long, long time. Well, girl. So is this podcast. Moving along. <laughs> You're going to pick 1940s romance songs. You're only going to get 30 seconds. <laughs> there worry, is a minute. up the vibe again. Indy, what's um, your first choice? Hip to be a square. Huey Lewis. Oh, and oh my no, God. A. Huey Lewis. Huey, Huey Lewis, Lewis and the news. news. Hip to be square. I fixed it. I fixed yeah. it when I typed it out. Don't worry. Hey, Paul. Do you like Huey Lewis? Their first album, Sports. What a wild music video, I forgot. <laughs> he is a wild man, that Huey Lewis. Oh yeah, looks like a friend of your father's. Level. Yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Biggest fucking rock star of the 80s. Like, I remember I was there. And he still looks... my prom that played that song. He still looks like a fucking friend of your father's. <laughs> it's insane. Well, here's my first choice. It's almost mm. made it to mine. I thought about I had to put this, this on here. This has been at every friend's wedding I've ever been to. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone we know is gay. Takes its toll. Well, it's a dance white people can do. <laughs> yes, the instructions are right there. It's right Let's there. all do it. I've got to smoke a bowl. <laughs> I remember doing the time 
three, four. Yep. Can't remember anybody's name, but <laughs> shot for shot, I see this in my head. I went to a, we went to Stephen's nephew's wedding. I guess about a year or so ago now. Mm -hmm. This was the only song we danced to that they played, and we were the only ones who knew how to dance to it. Really? My uh, it's in the, the lyrics. The, yeah. the, the last wedding we went to, she got mad because they cut out Columbia's part, and I kept promising. Yeah, Why are they cut out Columbia's they cut out, part? Like, no, they they had her singing, but they cut out the whole like tap, tap solo part, whatever. Part. Yeah. The best part. Oh, my that's, God. Because somebody my... knows the tap solo. I used to know the tap solo, too. <laughs> I keep refreshing it because that's my only claim to fame. Okay. Can you do it on the roller skates? Yeah. Okay, good. Tommy, what's your second choice? Rock Lobster. Oh, Ooh, yeah. You're in my, my wheelhouse now. Find that one nice and easy. Oh, you better believe it. God, I forgot about this one. I can't believe none of their songs made it onto my list. It is just like the Muppets. <laughs> it was a rock lobster. Great fucking song. Yeah, yeah, good song. I can not dance to that yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> Aviary, what's your number two choice? Um, As the Romans Do by Theo Katzman. The hell? It's... <laughs> Sounds like something from a porno. <laughs> <laughs> Probably is. I don't ever think it's been in a porno. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and that's all that matters is that you like it. Sorry, listeners. Fuck you! <laughs> I don't know how much the, your listeners are going to like this one either. It's called Worlds Apart. It's a WWE song. Just look up Worlds Apart. Sammy. S-A-M-I.
Are there any lyrics? No. Okay. Tommy was dancing to it. How does one dance to that? Okay. that um, it's skank, you know, skanking, ska, okay. or a, you do a two-step, you know. Okay. Um, Not like the back and forth two-step. Like, it's danceable, trust me. Okay, I'll that. take your word. It's, it's, it's okay. a, like basement punk show kind of dancing. Jesus. Fuck you too. Yeah, right. It definitely was better than his. <laughs> Look, I like weird, I shitty music. music. Yeah, my next choice. I almost went with Rock Lobster, but then I went with this B fifty two song instead. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the intro is great, Patrick. It leads up to that, the whole thing. Just that. I always like the sort of spy vibe. Right? That was Planet Claire by the B-52s. I, when I was back working at my old job, um, pre-pandemic even, I would start and end the day with one of my coworkers before like any of the individuals got there. Uh, we would listen and dance to this song all the way through. Oh no, it's a great song. It's, it's a great song right? and it's the only fucking way we got through the day. Tommy, what's number three? I'm recovering still. <laughs> It's raining men. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. You have to have that I, one. Oh, I'm sure I do. Let's check to make sure. And have we got news for you? Come on. Ain't a white person left sitting. <laughs> they all throw their napkins down and go there. Hope Anthony don't fall and You better hurry. Tennis. Tennis. 
You got a problem, Thomas? It's like turning on, like, gorilla porn right at the moment. <laughs> shouldn't be playing gorilla porn. Way to ruin the mood. Oh, I'm so sorry. Bryce, what's your third choice? Um, my third choice is Mr. Brightside. Really? Oh my god, yeah. Anybody, like... See, I never figured that as a dance song. Anybody 30 or under... Excuse you, 35. 35 or under, you put that on, not a white person in a fucking chair. Are you that chair. old? You're not that old. How old do you think I am? You're somewhere between 28 and 32. Oh, bless you, yes. You're correct. This is like the millennial, it's raining men. Yes. Not an ass in a chair. <laughs> Great song. I don't know. I would never think of that as a dance song. It's no, a yeah. big, like, it's the young person. Yeah. Like, if I was going to pick a song from them as a dance song, I would go with all these things I've done. Fair, but no, they... This is get, jumping up and down. Head they down. get yeah. the white, fucking, yeah. they get the white millennials going. That song's <laughs> 20 next year. Right? Imagine yeah. that. Indy, what's next for you? Uh, let's Go Crazy, Prince. Oh, oh good okay. choice. Out of the Park. You hit that one out of the park. Yes, you did. I redeemed myself you from being the kid. You are indacious now. You are indacious. <laughs> That's what you are. Indacious. <laughs> oh, man. We are gathered here today to get this thing called life. Oh, here it comes. Tommy is now at church. <laughs> <laughs> this, is like, this is like church. I'm here to tell you. I love it. You can always see the sun day, day or night. So when you call up that trick in Beverly Hills, you know the one that Doctor Anthony all night. Ah! <laughs> oh man, yeah, this brings back memories. Because in this world, you're on your own. <laughs> oh. Right. Nice. Great choice. Nice. Yeah. yeah, you may win the night. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that far, but thank you. What's next on my list? Oh, where the hell is it now? Here we go. Oh, I had to go with this one. It's like mandatory that I had this on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear this. It's like, yeah, I got to go dance. New order, Blue Monday. Okay, that's all we need to hear. <laughs> that's, that's a long intro. Holy shit. <laughs> it's like a four and a half minute intro to a right? six minute song. It's fucking crazy. Tommy, what's your fourth choice? Hold on, I'm doing some I'm doing some thinking here. I'm doing some digital. Oh no. Uh -oh. I'm saying I want to throw this completely off the rail. 
And I go. did that with the second fucking song. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you wait. Mame. Watch. Mame. Which? The title song. Are you serious? Of all the songs? It brings out a, the musical theater, step, kick, that touch in me. Okay? It's hard to stay still yep. to this song. Yeah. My first lead in a musical. Was it? Who'd you play? Little Patrick? Patrick? Yeah. Little Patrick. It's like New York, New York. Of course, you can't perform this song anymore. No! <laughs> you can't perform the scene it's in anyway. No. You just can't do the fucking show. No, I, I love the show. It's the it's first a show, show I ever directed program. Really? Like I said, it was my first lead. It, it has that place for me. I, and it made, okay. this song particularly, it makes you want to dance. I would have picked so many other songs from Broadway shows before that one. So, but, but when it's your but turn, you could do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I, I will. I will. Hunt. You do that. All right. Uh, if we're sticking Pretty on the theme, <laughs> if we're sticking on the theme of Broadway, which I will, oh, uh, no. I have this one. Uh, I hope I get it. Oh, it really brings out the. But it's yeah. But the, you can't not do the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, step, kick, 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 kick. This is another thing again, that takes a while before kick, it sort of happens. Yeah. Oh, you gotta play like the. This is good. Now we build. Here it comes. That was worse than Mame. Yeah, you guys, where the hell are you going? You, you... Well, you skipped right over the musical like intro part, which is the part well, you said I want to get to the heart of the song. You said I hope I get it, not the whole intro. I yeah, got but it's the, the da da ba da 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 ba ba. That's like the big dance, dance part. Indy, mm-hmm. save us from these two Broadway fools. Indy, songs aged well. Um, the... Poison, Unskinny Bop. Oh my God! Look. <laughs> What the fuck is on Skinny Bot? I think like she's clearly a song by Poison. Sounds like she's talking about me.
it's now that's Broadway. a good dance song. I didn't say. You saved us from these Broadway pussies over here. <laughs> listen, if you go back and listen to your Mame, I'm surprised you never danced the Foxtrot to Mame. The Mame is a dancing song. Yeah. I'm glad you think so. It's like, it's one of the big dance numbers in the show. It's, like it's I remember dance dancing to it at Spit or at the Roxy. I remember dancing the main. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry that Sid Vicious um, never covered main. Okay? <laughs> My only dance experience is like competitions or doing it in shows. I've oh. never been out and just gone dancing outside of like weddings. Are you serious? You've never been out to a club going dancing in the city or anything like that? The, the, Patrick, oh have you been to a club in the past 20 years? No, I can't There's say I have. There's shit now. Really? It's all fucking bump and grind. There's no dancing, dancing anymore. That's sad. I also like being home before 10 p.m. So. Oh my god, <laughs> me too. I think I've been like maybe to one club before I like got sober, and it was the worst experience of my life. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I'm never fucking doing that again. Well, this is my next choice. It was a big, important song to me when I came out. Love that song. Yeah, Love the production yeah. on it. His voice. No one does a falsetto like him. No. Jake yeah. Shears comes close. Jake Shears probably yeah. comes close. Freddie Mercury. I wouldn't even say he does falsetto though. He doesn't do a lot of falsetto. He has a naturally he high range. He has a huge yeah. fucking yeah. range, like eighteen. But like Somerville or and Jake Shears. Yeah, they're they're known for their falsetto voice. Some of Somerville is like a what did you used to call them when you cut off your their balls? Castrato. Castrato. Yeah. Uh, Sylvester. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely Sylvester. That he was he was almost on my list. All right, Tommy. What is your final choice? Oh, I can't believe this is only ending now. <laughs> I can make it go on a little longer. No. That's true. I do have an honorable mention, so it could. Um, uh, do you hear the people sing from Les the, Mis? I love dancing the to that. the song, Hey, Mr. DJ? Turn the record off. No, isn't that you the... you want to dance with some... Oh, we could do it in Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Ooh. We could do Tina Turner. Uh, we could do David Bowie. Who are we doing? I don't know. I don't know. Somebody Pick one. Stop me. Quick. Whitney. Go with Whitney. Whitney. I want to dance with somebody. I want to feel the heat with somebody. I want to dance with somebody who loves me. That's the Derby Team Skate Out song when they introduce us. That's Is what it? Oh, then for sure. Oh my God, look at the 80s. Oh, I know, right? Yeah. Oh, it's like she was, oh my God. That's the height of style. It really fucking used it. A dance video, my ass is in a chair. Yeah. Go on, 
Whitney or your pink face. Who loves me? Yeah, Great yeah, yeah. choice. Great yeah, yeah. Choice. There's a, there's a, oh, dance music. Fuck. We could do a top ten, man. It's just, I, that I can do. You know, horror films from the 70s directed by certain auteurs. No, I don't have a top five. All right, we'll do that, that next week then. Okay. You should have done that this week. I would have been good at that. <laughs> What's yours? Fucking dance What's music. yours? Get Final the choice. Fuck out of here. All right. So this is specifically I because. I got to pick the kids up. <laughs> okay. We were um, we were at a wedding and they were trying to get everybody off the dance floor and they played this song and literally everybody around our age ran to the dance floor. It is the impression that I get by the mighty mighty Boston's. Her brother had passed away. So they it's were a great doing song. For him. Yeah, I like, I like these guys. So as this is playing, they're saying get off the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stupid. That's yeah. Right? <laughs> We all this said. is so much fun. We it fucking is. sprinted. Good song. Right? Imagine trying to clear a fucking dance floor to that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Although, the, the lyrics seem appropriate to the situation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's diabolical super... genius. <laughs> oh, maybe. Now we got them all together and standing slowly to take the sound out and go do your sadness and go. Here we go. And dead brother. Yeah. Like... Cue the grieving mother. <laughs> Two. One. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> what's, your, what's your final choice? Uh, dance, dance. Fall out, boy. I don't think I know that song. <laughs> I know what these two have said in the past 45 minutes. You fucking knew. I hope I get it. I know. I hope I get If it. you didn't I know, I hope I get it. You. It's hard to dance to that because it's so broken up. Hey. Oh, this looks fun. Oh, look at the fucking young. Jesus. I know. Is this like 15 years ago? Shut the fuck up. That was 10. <laughs> Choice. I like that. That's why my vision fucked up in one eye. Wore my hair like that. Fifteen through nineteen. My final choice is a song from a band called Well, they're called the Bees here, but they were called the Band of Bees in the UK. Due to some copyright 
problem. They had to change their name a bit. Mm-hmm. So this song, I love this song so much for dancing to that if I die at my memorial service, I want a dance segment and I want them to dance to this. Okay. That's a whole separate genre to the down I love that song. Yeah. Called Chicken Payback. Chicken, chicken Payback. Go for the chicken. Move on. We are now at our last segment, finally, which is the Grumpy Old Gaming Gripe of the Year. Oh. What is yeah. your Gripe of the Year, Indy? Ah, we're going in reverse. We're going in reverse order now. Can't do it. Think of a gripe. up. <laughs> uh, no, my Gripe of the Year is people who say one thing to your face and then need to complain to 20 other people about how, no, they're actually the victim here. In this oh, of course. Yep. Even yep. though they told you everything was fine. Yeah. Yeah, we know the type. Oh, I'm sure. Hello. Avery, what's your gripe of the year? Um, so in the past, I suppose more 14 months, but in the past year, uh, I've moved across, I've moved out of this home, as regular listeners know, Yes. and I moved across the street from a school. So my gripe of the year is driving behind fucking school buses on the way to work, because they don't just stop at the corners anymore, they stop at every fucking every house. house. So you're sitting there, and you're just... Uh, and you're fucking stopping every 20 seconds. And it's like, what happened to everybody goes down to the corner? You picked up a group of 10 fucking kids jump onto the bus. Every fucking house now. It's crazy. And I truly cannot believe it. Okay. That is my gripe of the year. <laughs> Tomas? So the gripe of the year, the thing that bothered me the most all yes. year. Or if you have a, just a general gripe um, oh, for the year. Uh, well, the year was full of gripes. Uh, come on, from beginning to end, this yeah, uh, yeah, it was just a terrible year. I think like most of us feel that way. Like it was just a bit. People, it was a bad year. I didn't have a bad year. Uh, I did. Knock on wood. There's four days left. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Knock on wood, like the song said. Yeah. Well, uh, gripe of the year. Gripe of the year. I still hate those headlights that blind you. Oh, oh God. you know what it is now? They have like. They have like different designs, the headlights. Yes. Like some of them are really, really cool, but they're all too bright. Mm -hmm. I can't see. And I don't know if that's a because I'm old thing. No. But I I can't see that light. It's awful. To drive. It's so bad. No. And it's getting worse. It's it's not like... Um, I feel like they're getting brighter. They Well, now they're putting like nice little designs on them. And, and also like, oh, more cars oh, have them, which yeah. like, yeah. we're on the island. You do not need headlights like that. You, you just yeah. don't. You it's not fucking YouTube. rural. You don't need to see 10 miles down the road. Blinding everybody in front of you, bitches. So that's my thing. Uh. It's, it's uh, bad lighting. Bad lighting. That's what we're going to call it. Bad lighting. Yep, bad lighting. Bad head lighting. My gripe of the year, people don't know history anymore. Of any kind. Mm. They don't know political history. They don't know American history. They don't know movie history. They don't know music history. They know sports They history. know nothing. They know rap history. They mm. know sports history. Mm-mm. Not a lot no. of rap history anymore. No, no. no. Anything right. before 2000, it doesn't fucking exist. Pe- yeah, so I mean. People have no knowledge of history anymore. And that's kind of scary. Okay. So that's my gripe. 
Fair. Learn some history, folks. Do a fucking Wikipedia deep dive every now and then. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's it. Which brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. Any plans for New Year's, kids? Sleep by 10. <laughs> I want to be in bed by 12.03. Oh my god. Yeah, New Year's Day, I run into the water at Coney Island. Ooh. Yeah. Oh my god. Ooh. Yeah, somebody does this polar bear plunge. I did it once, uh, and I'll never fucking do it again. I'll, dr- I'll go out to fucking Coney Island. I'll go to the aquarium. I'm not going in that fucking water. Oh, no. It's not even the water. It's the, the temperature. I hate yeah. That's the thing. The temperature's usually warmer. The water's... The water hasn't had time to, like, really freeze. So the water's fine. It's getting out that sucks. Yeah, it's the getting I, I, out I, in I, the cold I on fucking like, New I don't like being cold in any way. No. So I would, I would not like that. It's going to be in the 50s this year. Thank you, global warming. Yeah, nice. well, maybe, maybe. Uh, what are we doing now? I was over there. They ask you, what are your plans for New Year's? Oh, New Year's. I'm working. You're working? Yeah, uh, Half Step the Band. I'm not familiar with them. It's a, it's a Grateful Dead tribute band. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. It's a very popular one. Okay. And they were there at the uh, theater last year and they're at the theater this year. And it's a fun crowd. Oh, very cool. So I don't, really know, I don't know any of the music. No, I do. I love the dead. I, the dead's I, great. The, the, um, they have these... It's fun because it's a group. Like it's a group For those of, of you who are not familiar with the Grateful Dead, think of fish but only ten times better. <laughs> yeah. Imagine uh, sure that dropping acid and listening, <laughs> listening to fish. <laughs> That's, I don't know that's the great thing. But oh yeah, a fish reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, ten to hundred times better than fish. What the fuck. If they know fish, they know the Grateful Dead. Yeah, it's the I other know. Way so, yeah, I would hope so. I would hope so. I got into the Grateful Dead after I quit smoking weed, which is fucking crazy to me. Okay, I feel like that like was backwards. Reverse action. Yeah. I don't know why anybody was smoking weed? Really? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just started getting anxious. I became the worst person to be around. Oh, oh my god! Let's wrap this up. Okay, and finally, for my New Year's Eve, we're going to be staying right here at home, having John Steele and Sheila and Danielle LePage over. Ooh. We're going to hang out here, drink, play some games. La Page. La Page. La Page. <laughs> Danielle La Page. La Page. Danielle LePage. <laughs> La page. La page. Actually, it's le page. It's L-E. Oh, is it? Yeah, so it's le page. Le, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, this brings us to the conclusion of this week's episode. We want to thank my husband and producer, Stephen, for providing a tray of cookies during the podcast. Thank you. And we want to thank our guests. Indy and Avery Bryce Dallas Howard Powell for joining us tonight. Thank you. You're welcome. And don't forget, you can find all our episodes plus our bonus material at www.grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. And you can follow us on Facebook. As of January 1st, we will no longer be posting on X, formerly known as Twitter. We've given up on that. Okay. I support that. Yeah. I wasn't asked, but I support that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for your support. And on that note, we're going to say have a happy new year. Have a good night. Have a good week. Have a good life. See you next time. Bye, bitches. We will create a world for two. I'll wait for you the whole night through. For you, Lily Marlene, for 